Hello and welcome to the Bite Size Gaming. Oh, oh, hang on, hang on. Testing. Oh, hang on. Hello and welcome to the Bite Size Gaming Podcast, the podcast that's serving up a buffet of RPG topics to get you through your week. My name is Zach, and the hosts joining me this evening are John Christian and Troy Sandlin. How you fine fellas doing? Hello, gentlemen. I'm cozy. Thanks for He's asking. John, yeah, you cozy. told us you've been cozy. <laughs> you a little bit more than cozies from what I don't I know what I was thinking, to be honest uh-huh. with you. The bottle's already in the trash, so or otherwise mm. I would... There's a little bit left. I'm swishing it around. And right so, what, 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 what's bringing on the cozy? Uh, oh, this is mead. This is home brewed mead. Oh, you orange cracked blossom. In, you cracked into your mead, mm. huh? Yes, I did. It's been it's been one of those weeks. It's been mm. one of those uh, like months, pretty much. So, I figured yeah. something to take the edge off might so, not be yeah. a bad idea. You had a, you had a long month last week, right? <laughs> it sure did. It sure did, man. Yeah, so you, just got, you guys are just going to have to stop me. Like, if the filter comes off and I just start nope. word nope, vomiting about Dragonlance or Joe Manganello or, I don't know, pretty much anything else that I love. So. Yeah, what else is new? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Nothing changes. <laughs> That's <enough>. right. <laughs> well, we've got quite a slate of news pieces to talk about today. Mm-hmm. And then we've got... Kind of some forward-looking into 2021, um, some speculative discussion, um, and we've got some resolutions. Uh, so yes, indeed. It's going to be pretty, uh, pretty chock-full. So, let's see. Troy, do you want to start us off with your Kickstarter? Sure. Epic Legacy Tome of Titans. Uh this came across my, my notice uh, a few a few days ago. Two C Gaming, um, they have mm-hmm. they have done quite a few successful Kickstarters. Um, they they have a lot of interesting things uh, that they've put out for Five E, and this one looks to be pretty cool. If if uh, you're all about the big bads at the end of the campaign type thing, mm. they are putting and they're taking. Uh, Characters like Osmodius and Cthulhu and mm-hmm. uh, the Mother of Spiders, since they can't say Wolf, <laughs> and the Dark Dragon Queen, since they can't say Tiamat, mm. um, and making that they're, they're taking them from what they are in the Monster Manual yeah. or whatever book you might find them in from Watsy, and actually giving them some teeth. Mm. They're they're amping up to really make these things. A challenge, um, and and to to put the fear in like they should. So, the artwork looks fantastic. All their all their artwork on all their books is is really good. Um, and they have like not just what the creature can do, but like you know it's it's uh it's lair and all that kind of stuff. So, it, it it's cool. pretty it's pretty cool. Yeah, they've got they've got Titan set or Titan. Stats for standard and epic play. So that's cool. Yeah. If if your if your players aren't quite ready for that, you know, 
crap your pants and run away moment, mm-hmm. you know, you give them the, the standard. If you want to really stick it to them, go for yeah. the epic. You know, I was just thinking this week, I think it's time we had a book of dragons for every CR. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Like, that would be very helpful, because I was re- I was running, a, well, finished uh, Rime of the Frostmaiden this week, and mm-hmm. I wanted a white dragon at the end. It's not really there, so no spoilers, but I wanted one. Um, and my party was CR7, and my options were a, or my party was level 7, and the, my options were like CR6 or CR13. And neither one of those super fit the bill, so I kind of had to wobble in between. Um, so somebody out there should make me a CR1 to 20 in every color. That would be very helpful. Yeah, so somebody out there, get on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love it. I would buy it. That, chop, that's, chop. A, that's an instant buy for me. Okay. Well, let's you move know, right. And if you yeah, guys don't, we might. So That's right. That's right. You know, something that's interesting about this before we move on, <clears throat> um, I noticed that their their $80,000 stretch goal mm-hmm. is a magazine. Mm-hmm. It seems a lot to of be. Magazines rolling. Yep. There yeah. are a lot. You know what, though? That's great. The more yep. the merrier. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, I, I love the trend. I really, yeah. really do. I, I miss the days of, of physical oh, books yeah. and our physical magazines. A lot of these are electronic PDF, but. Um, Fingers Still. crossed that we'll get the we'll get the physical copies too. I'll be take nice. It. I'll take it. That'd be nice. Well, let's move right from one magazine to the other. I'll talk about the magazine that I've got going on here. Um, we're trying to fund uh, something called the Drifters Quarterly, which is a quarterly magazine uh, about thirty six pages full of uh, gaming articles, largely centered around fifth edition. But we're going to sneak in some other systems in there as well. Um, this is going to be our smallest project to date, uh, kind of by design. The goal of this project is to make Volume 1 and 2, which will release in Q3 and Q4 of this year, and also fund the production moving into 2022. So if this works and this, this smaller endeavor uh, kind of shows itself to be valued by the community, then we can proceed as if we're going to make this thing every quarter for a while. Hmm. Um, you guys and I have talked to a lot of creators on the podcast mm-hmm. over the past uh, almost year now. We're almost to our one-year mark. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And I, a lot of those people have great products that I want to get in front of more people. And so that's what this magazine will be is a lot of third party creators getting to present pieces, sneak peeks, um, uh, previews of their content exclusives, uh, to a wider audience, hopefully. And I'm, I'm excited to see it successful. So you can head on over to Kickstarter right now and look up the drifters quarterly. If that's of interest. And then one of the best things about it, it's in physical print. There's yes. a physical print option. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, I've seen, I, I think you showed me at, at one point or another what's uh, like an example of it would end up being, look, what it would look like. It's high quality. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. We got yeah, the, gorgeous cover art already paid for and done up 
uh, it looks really good. It's going to be eight and a half by 11. So we want to ship it to your mailbox. We want you to go out to the mail, open it up and not, there won't be a box there. There'll be a magazine. And that's, I think that there's a special feel to that, that we want to go back to. And it's maybe nostalgia, but it's maybe also that it's something that we actually do miss. And that is that there's actually a spot for us still. So we'll see. Yeah. I love it. You might give you might give those poor uh, letter carriers a heart attack. They probably, I mean, how many magazines do they have to deliver anymore? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listen to my house, quite a few. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, um, we'll hold off on the last magazine that we're going to talk about. Uh, but John, you got several projects to cover. I do. So if if I didn't if I didn't mention these, a lot of people have already heard about them. But if I didn't mention them, a uh, I would hate myself for at least one of them for not mentioning them. This is my f- finally I have an opportunity, something that's uh, in the that's zeitgeist right. I get to talk yep. about. Right. Um, first off, man. Praise uh, praise Paladine. Uh, the first of three Dragonlance novels will be released in 2021, specifically on July 29th, according to uh, Penguin Random House Publishing. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, a mid mid year release, but it looks like the the Cold War between Weiss Hickman and and Watsy is, is at an end. We kind of talked about that a little bit in the past, but uh, the yeah. byproduct of it is going to be one of three books. We uh, kind of had our our hopes up for eh, kind of for the March release, but we in in all reality we we kind of I, I knew that it was it was probably a little bit too uh, premature for any kind of a campaign setting or anything from Watsy mechanically related uh coming out uh but i'd be remiss if i didn't bring it up so uh dragonlance book one of the new trilogy this capstone project is what uh weiss and hickman are referring to it as that's coming out pretty soon i know that uh, elmore is currently working on artwork for it right now which is pretty cool yeah he's well i think it's actually that one there's there are two pieces of artwork one i don't know what he's doing with the ladies of dragonlance one that's the first one that i've seen he's got uh He's been doing uh, progress reports through his uh, um, uh, his different social media accounts of uh, him working on the sky. And the four ladies of Dragonlance are Kidiara, Lorana, Goldmoon, and Tika. Um, people have been pushing really hard for a frying pan in Tika's hand um, online. That hasn't happened yet. Fingers crossed. There's a dragon in the back, and there's a lot of debate about whether or not it's Silvara or if it's uh, if it's Sky. I don't remember, recall, I thought Sky was a male. Anyway, so, uh, but that's coming, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be really good. So I'm going to kind of do this uh, kind of like a rapid fire for this next bit. Um, It would also be one of those, it's it's everywhere right now, right? Supposed to be, the news was supposed to come out on the 12th, but in in true fashion, it was leaked a a day or more earlier. Uh, Candlekeep Mysteries is the next Dragonlance book, big book coming out. Uh, a, a set of 17 adventures that are uh, ranging from level 1 to 16, 17, somewhere around there. Um, and uh, the uh, the cover art looks great for the, the regular print, but the alternative oh, yeah. art is absolutely stellar. And it That's is the way to go. I'm, I'm, I'm so looking forward to that being on my shelf, along with yes. the, the other alternative art. So uh, we had there were there was a lot of speculation before it came out about what it would end up being, and the Candlekeep Mysteries was the last thing that I thought it would be, honestly. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, talk about a little bit more about yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. So 
those are the those are two, the big two for me. And then we got one more that we'll cover. Yeah. Uh, so we'll just gonna glass over this, but Arcadia from MCDM is alive and kicking and looking gorgeous, mm-hmm. um, stunning even. Yeah. Um, this is Matt Colville's Patreon exclusive. Well, I, we say that, but it's also on his website. Mm-hmm. Um, but his Patreon exclusive uh, PDF magazine. It's 40 pages, four articles. Um, I don't know that we want to get too much yeah. more into four, it than that. Four out of three. Mm-hmm. Four out of three yeah. articles, yeah. Four to three articles, exactly. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about that. So we're going to go into more depth on those articles next week, I think. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's worth the money. You should definitely go to Patreon, pledge, and oh. and get a, pick up a copy. Yeah, five bucks, forty pages, s- fantastic art, layout, design. The yeah. the writing is great. We'll go into it more in more detail, but between now and and uh, the next release of the podcast, go out there and put up five bones for it. It's it is easily worth it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that and that's for you know joining his Patreon. Um, if you want to, if you don't want to join the Patreon and you want to get it from his store, it's seven. Yeah, mm, that's right. Yep. But uh, uh, the reason why he, he it's on the Patreon for for less, I think he wants more people to do it that way. He made the comment that you know it's it's his it's a it's a thriving community. There's yep. there's a lot of people and he, he can he can't talk to you if you just buy it off of his website. So. Yep. And and there's there's a spot for feedback and comments and things yeah. on the Patreon where there's not on the website. So he's he's hoping for a lot of feedback on these first two issues or three issues so that he can they can revise going forward. So okay, well let's let's hop off that before we cover what we're going to cover next week. Um, and let's talk about resolutions. This is uh this is Troy's idea, uh, but I like it. Um, it's beginning of the year. And I think we all have some hopes and dreams and expectations for what 2021 will hold from a gaming perspective for each one of us. Yeah. Uh, Troy, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, everybody everybody makes those stupid, I call them stupid, New Year's resolutions. And then, you know, you don't go to the gym or you go to the gym uh, that first week. And then things get in the way, and that second week you don't go as often, and then by the third week you're not going to the gym anymore. Well, I skipped all that. I'm still not going to the gym. <clears throat> but anyway, <laughs> resolutions as far as uh, gaming goes. I-, I want all the listeners to know, and, and you guys to know, I am, I am going to uh, promise that I... I'm going to read the Dungeon Master's Guide. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Oh, decided, mine sucks. I've decided uh, <laughs> after after all of our discussions about not reading that, that book, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going just gonna to sit down and read it. Some people Probably. read the Bible from cover to cover in a year. <laughs> Troy reads the Dungeon Master's Guide. Yep. I love it. And then I think, you know, I might I might even try to read some of the other Rule books. Player's Handbook? Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. the Player's Handbook. Who knows? I'll get a wild hair, read the Monster Manual. I, what? <laughs> right. Wait. There's words in the Monster Manual? <laughs> I thought they were just stat blocks. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 a great one. Um, 
I don't know that we're going to have any that top that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to read the book that I've probably owned three copies of and has sat on my shelf for eight years. Mm-hmm. I own more copies than that. Yeah. <laughs> from, from five editions, I've got five yeah. copies. Yeah, you probably never cracked a... a... Uh, not true. Uh, my first edition, uh, Advanced Dungeons Dragons Monster Manual, I read that bad Oscar cover to cover. Hmm. And, I mean... I... It doesn't sound like a lot, but when you try to chew through that much Gygaxian language, mm-hmm. holy crap. Mm-hmm. There's words in there that, <laughs> at the time, I don't think even college professors knew what they were. I hear that the fourth edition DMG is really good. Mm-hmm. I've never cracked it open, but I hear really good things about it. As far as knowing what it wants to do and what it wants to communicate to the DM... And not having a lot of stuff in there that actually players need to have access to. Hmm. As I understand it, it's pretty good. Um, Well, that's a good one. That is true. I mean, a lot of people knock 4th edition. And yeah, it wasn't the greatest version of D&D, but it was a a good system for what it was. Uh, It was probably by far the easiest to DM. Mm -hmm. Unless Mm -hmm. you try to do a skill challenge. (laughs) And then it was kind of bad. But yeah. other than skill it was challenges. The, it, was the, it was the easiest, but it was also the most laborious. Because our mm-hmm. four-hour-long single encounters were okay, the regular agree, at my table. Agree, Holy yeah. crap. But you're right, though. If Mechanically, it's a phenomenal system. I don't give a crap what anybody says. You can hate it as, a, as D&D. I'm with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But mechanically, it was legit. It was, yeah. it was, it was pretty airtight. Let's see. Um, I'll go next. Uh, so I have determined that 2021 is going to be the year of many systems yes. for me. Um, so I'm putting my money where my mouth is and uh, learning three new systems this month and running all three of them multiple times in the next few weeks. Not just at conventions, but I've got I've organized some uh, one shots online with friends and things and. We're going to learn some systems and we're going to pack, we're going to f- empty some of these shelves and figure out some of the things that we've been sitting on. Um, you know, they, they say, I think even um, the great Sean Merwin said this last couple weeks ago on his podcast that uh, the, the easiest, fastest way to be a better DM is to go learn a different system. So yep. we're going to see what happens if you learn yep. 10 of them. Uh, go from there besides your head exploding before besides my head exploding yeah we're gonna man i gotta tell you so we're running uh call of cthulhu mothership monster of the week cyberpunk red this month and that isn't like i am i am drowning um (laughs) i'll tell you though uh, roll 20 helps um, oh yeah. Just as far as like, because you you sit down and you build a map and you build tokens and you just kind of like plod through and you're by the end of it you're like, oh this is I can I can do this so. Uh, I'm 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 excited to get to run. All right, Master John, what do you got? Yep. So I've got two. One that is gaming related and one that is just for those that have been that have. Uh, Stuck around long enough for our our special 
episode that we uh, recorded and we are published not too not too long ago. Are you gonna watch all the Star Wars movies, John? I am Is not. Your... Oh. No. oh man. No. Oh, I was no. gonna get really excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, I will watch episodes four, five, and six again just because. I love them anyway. Uh, no, what I'm going to do though is I'm going to watch, start to finish, all of the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, Ooh. especially after all of the like Bo-Katan and a lot of the, the Easter eggs that were in Mandalorian that I didn't really get because I hadn't watched a lot of that. Um, mm-hmm. The dark saber where that came from, a lot of the uh, Ahsoka stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it, it wasn't lost to me because I just I kind of glommed onto some through osmosis in geek yeah. culture, but. I really didn't really get it, get it. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's one. That's that's one just for the for those that have stuck around. I'm willing to I'm willing to go at least that far with it because I've I've <laughs> I've I've, uh, I've been watching some of the fan theories on um, like sp- like splinter realities and stuff like that. I don't think it's gonna pan out like that. I don't think all alternate realities or timelines is gonna happen necessarily. But it's it's neat to it's neat to think about. So um, there's that one. And then from from a tabletop and a D and D perspective, it's going to be uh, instead of the year of many systems, the year of as many in person gatherings as I can possibly get to. So uh, I'm going to try. Like last year, I was going to do that. That was my my personal resolution was to go to the big three: Gen Con Origins, Winter Fantasy for me at least, the big three. Yeah. Um, this year, it's pretty much get to any friggin' one that I can get to. That's that's going to run at this point. Yeah. So yeah. origins is, is uh, currently on the books for September 30th through the third or second or third, I think something like that. Yeah, something like that. So uh, second, yeah, it's like, it's four days long. Uh, so definitely origins trying to go to that uh, as much as work will allow at this point right now. So trying to go to as many in person as possible. Dude, more than one. origins <laughs> being slated there. It's like if, if, if all the cons kick, in the fall, it'll be like mm-hmm. every three weeks. Yes, because what uh, Gary Con would like, or Gamehold Game Con would be in Game the rest around the same time, right? and um, so would uh, Pax Unplugged in mm-hmm. the fall there. And um, there's a couple others that I'm not thinking of, but yeah, there's there's probably five from August to early December that mm-hmm. you could hit. Mm-hmm. You could hit one a month. Easy. I'm currently, like the job stuff, I'm currently working my crack off to make some, some extra coin. So I'm squirreling money away for, for uh, travel budget, hotels, and all that good stuff. And I'm going to go to yeah. every single one that I possibly can. As much as I can yeah. get as I can get uh, get time for. I want to yeah. go to it. Make it happen. Yep. That, that got some, goes I got some, I got some making listener. up to do. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. We I want to see you there. You there. Yep. yep. Oh, man, that Absolutely. would be awesome. We get some of the listeners to show up and have a yeah. little get together. Yeah, oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Listen, I'd love every that. Li- I'm calling it now. Uh, I think we're all planning on going to Origins as long as yep. it locks in. If you are a bald man, uh, bald man. If you're a bite-sized gaming listener, and you show up to Origins, we will buy you a drink. We will Hell have yeah. a beer with you. Oh no, I'll do one better. I will bring you a drink. I'm bringing five gallons of. A home brewed mead. If you would like some, it will. You will not go blind. I promise. I haven't gone blind yet. He'll bring more for other people too. (laughs) Sure, yo, more more than enough. Like five gallons. Holy crap, man! Seriously, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of of brew. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. If I don't bring one, I'll buy you one for sure. Between the three of us, I'm sure we can make it happen. Oh yeah, we we will make it happen. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Uh, very cool. Um, well, 
those are some good resolutions. I'm excited to get through those. I'm excited. Uh, maybe by the end of this year, we're gonna crank out a Star Wars game. That's that's my that's my dream. Like at some point, mm. we're gonna we're gonna roll Star Wars dice. Oh uh, man, that is my system. Gonna... So hang on though. Wait, which system would you go with? Would you go Edge of the Empire, Fantasy Flight? Would you go with the old West End? What would what uh, what system? I don't care. D twenty. The D twenty system wasn't the terrible. Saga, saga system was pretty good. Saga yeah, system was good. was good too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm down uh, with that. I'm down yeah. with that. I think we should. I no baby that, Yoda's at the table. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm no. Sorry. I'm, it, it'll it'll just be Ray, Poe, and Finn. Like that's gonna be that'll <laughs> everybody. Be our party. Yeah. Well, I want to be Rose. Well, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, you know what? All right. So this I'm gonna spill this here because it'll never happen. But Troy, we should we should have ran a um. An alternate episode eight for John. Just like sat it down at the. Here we go. No, no, the no, crawl. No, no. Here we just start reading the crawl for episode eight as like the intro. It, like watch a blood vessel and his eye burst, and then. Let me tell you something. It, it couldn't be any worse. So no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. I would. I'd be, be like, down for it. We're gonna fix this. That's right. We're gonna fix this. <laughs> oh crap! It was a TPK. Yeah. <laughs> it was better than what we got. That's that uh, fair. Let's move on quickly. Yep. Um, all right. So main course, this is where we talk about a longer form topic. And we're going to cover one that kind of keeps with the trend of looking ahead. Um, the question is, uh, what might Watsi's plans be for 2021? And what do we hope or wish that they might do instead? Um, mm. So we've, we... we we just talked about Candlekeep. That's the March release. Mm-hmm. We should see three more in the coming months. And I think we can all speculate that a Dragonlance setting will be in there. There's been announcements of other settings, traditional settings coming in. So that might mean Spelljammer. It might mean uh, probably not Greyhawk and probably not Dark Sun, but something in those veins. Uh, but we'll get some settings. Uh, I'm curious for you, fellas, um, which ones do you think are the most likely? What do you think are the guarantees for 2021? Hmm. I'd be shocked if Dragonlance didn't come out this year. Shocked. Specifically, like, we usually get, what, a, a September? Yeah. A September setting or something. Something in the September. Or even in, what, uh, when did Theros came out? Theros came out in July or yeah. June or July, right? Yeah, that's that's a traditional spot. They yeah. could. I mean, that's a you know what was. Let's see. So, Explorer's Guide to Wildmount came out in March. So that was the March release. Um, Acquisitions Theros, Incorporated right? came out in uh, June. Theros came out in June slash July. The digital release came out June two. Physical came out twenty the twenty first. Yep, there was a um, delay because of COVID. Yeah. Right. Yep. So. I mean, it, tying it in, uh, tying Dragonlance in with the first of the three books in the trilogy makes sense. They may wait. They may want to get like the second book out before they do that in order to get some good momentum going. Um, so I, I, I'm looking. I'm probably looking at either a Q three or four is what I'm, I'm earmarking those two for. Um, mm-hmm. Then beyond that, you know, we've already talked a little bit about it before. Um, Domains of Dread seems like one that would make make a lot of sense like a 
expansion of not expansion necessarily, but pulling in all of the domains other than just Ravenloft um, into a singular setting. Uh, I think that makes that makes a lot of sense too, as one of the additional book releases. Especially with all the different uh, Unearthed Arcana classes, subclasses, mm-hmm. and stuff that have come out. Yeah. Yeah, I think very spirit spell- heavy. Yeah, I think we're going to get Spelljammer though before that. You think so? I feel pretty good about Spelljammer. We already got some psionic classes, uh, subclasses slipping in with Tasha's. We every release uh, for the last however many in a row have referenced Illithids or the Far Realms, or, you mm-hmm. know, pointing the direction. The video game also points that direction. Or even, yeah, uh, what was it? Two of Annihilation. Yep. One of the one of the things that you mm-hmm. find in the in the jungle is a is a uh, spell jammer. Rhyme of the yeah. look, rhyme of the frost maiden. Yeah, yeah. no spo- right. spoiler spell alert. Jammer. Right, there's yeah. some spell spell jammer uh, references that are in there too. Uh, Several undermountain. Yep. Yep. Undermountain. Yep. It's littered. It's littered. Yeah, spell jammer is kind of like the thing. That it's the it's the the uh, ethereal glue that binds all the worlds together. So it's kind of like that's the key. Oh, that's the all the doors to the different worlds. That's it's yeah, an easy way, way to open it up. That's one way. The other way is Planescape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, opens even more yep. doors than Spelljammer does. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I think. I think. I feel like we'll get Spelljammer before Planescape, but who knows? Yeah, Spelljammer. Right. It seems like they've they've breadcrumb trailed that way more yeah. than they have. And like Planescape, I haven't. I can't think of anything that they've referenced for Planescape yet. Well, just everything. Everything plainer. Well, sure. I mean, so. Well, let me ask you this, though. You, you probably know more about Planescape than I do. How has the cosmology of the D&D universe changed with 5th edition and 4th edition? Do you think that that would make... How big a difference do you think it's going to end up being? Is it going to be something that's going to be pretty easy to, to oh, yeah. wedge it, in? I mean, it's, it's in the Great Wheel. It, it, it's it's a it's the city at the center, basically at the center of the Great Wheel. It has access to all... Hmm. The, the different planes, you know, is the sigil, the city of doors. You mm-hmm. open up the right door, you go anywhere. Mm-hmm. If you open up the wrong door on another plane, you could end up in sigil. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, all the breadcrumbs that they've had, Planescape makes a lot of sense. And the funny thing is, out of those ones that we've just talked about, I think Planescape was probably the worst selling. Yeah. Out mm-hmm. of those different uh, settings, um, it, it was so niche, and it wasn't a lot. You know, back then, I don't think a lot of players would have bought any material for Planescape. It was all you know, all DM purchases, and you know, even now with D and D being as big as it is, there's always going to be so many more players than there are DMs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. You know, Planescape, unfortunately, or uh, Spelljammer, unfortunately, did not sell as well. But it was it's it's so weird and quirky. People people seem to I think people have elevated it in their minds to be something way cooler. And I think it's a cool setting. Well, I wonder if it's going to be like the response to Starfinder or uh, what is it? Starfinder, right? The, The Pathfinder 
yeah. space space thing, right? So I wonder if that's going to be kind of like the response to it. Will they will they reflavor retool it at all? I wonder, or are they just going to leave it as is? Because to me, uh, Starfinder and Spelljammer are two completely different things. Mm-hmm. Starfinder is uh, what's their word? Glorian, uh, yeah, Glorian, or something like that. Glorian. Glorian. I wanted to say Gloriantha, but I think that was a different thing. But it's just that propelled into the, into their future, I'm guessing, because they've still got space, got you know they've got goblins in space mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all the other races that came from that world, plus aliens and stuff like that. But they've got spaceships and magic and everything. Uh, Spelljammer is just a completely different flavor. They're not, you know, space ships. It, it most of the like a, a ship coming out of coming out of uh, Forgotten Realms would look like a giant boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the Illithids had nautiloids, yeah. you know, things like that. So it it's not actual like Star Warsy type, yeah, space cruisers mm-hmm. and stuff. If you're going to sell a Spelljammer book to me this year, I I have a high expectation that a chapter in that book is all sorts of different spacefaring ships, right? Um, I want a good, I want a great uh, map of a nautiloid. I want a couple different variations for like different races takes on different ships that would be traversing the stars. Maybe even like, I don't know, Troy, you might know better than I do, but like if Mordenkainen or somebody like that had a, had a ship and we should have that one as mm-hmm. a option, you know, like I wouldn't know why he wouldn't have. Yeah, one. Exactly, right? Well, some kind of, I see what you're getting at though. Some kind of a, like a branded ship, something that's really recognizable, like a, the equivalent of like the black pearl or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Right? We, we, we need to have, and then we just need really thought-provoking rules and weapons and blah, blah, blah. Because to me, that's what's interesting about that. And then, and then of, other than that, of course, the Far Realms. Like, just some glimpses of what an Illithid civilization might look like would be really fascinating. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I don't need a lot, but I do... Like those, that's why we want to spell in my mind. That's why you want to spell jammer book is because of the ships and because of illithids. Um, and so we need to lean heavy into those two ideas. I, I, I just want space pirates. <laughs> well, there is a space pirate illithid, right? And and yeah, bad mage, yeah, yeah. And, and gif, <laughs> I, I want to see, oh, yeah, yeah, the gif, shit. no, the big hippopotamus people, yeah, yeah, gifs and gif, yeah, like gifs, gifs and gifs. Yeah. <laughs> Not gifs, gifs. Yeah. Uh, Hippo gifs. Yes. You know, running around with their blunderbusses and and that'd be awesome. Oh yeah, their big battleships and oh yeah, that would be that would be so much. It, Spelljammer. I hope it is one of the settings. It just it's just Gonzo fun. Yeah, and then a book with to go along with it at some mm-hmm. point. Well, they yeah, said, okay, so we talked about this also before, right? So they've said before that 2021 or 2020 really was supposed to be three right so we're gonna get th- three there at least there are three slated or were at one point yeah. classic specifically stated classic settings mm-hmm. yeah. um so eberron's already out there um D- dragon lance is one of those we talked about um makes the most sense i don't i don't see as much as like i know that there's a groundswell for for dark sun and i want to see it too i don't see it happening 
yeah. right now. Unfortunately, see that happening. Unfortunately, very if, unfortunately. Um, for, if, if there's listeners out there that don't understand, Gra- uh, mm. Dark Sun is basically a post-apocalyptic fantasy setting where you take a world like Forgotten Realms and you push it to its almost end point. The entire mm-hmm. planet is almost a, is totally a desert. Um, magic is done in a way they, they they have two types of arcane magic: defiling and preserving. Uh, preserving, uh, you, you're basically casting magic, being kind mm-hmm. to the to the environment, or at least not harmful. Uh, defiling, you're pulling the energy and the magics right out of the ground, and you're and you're killing all the stuff and that's what happened to the planet there were so many mm-hmm. defilers and such a huge fight that it was just sucking the magic out of the world there's races that no longer exist on this planet because they were hunted mm-hmm. to extinction the the divine magic is basically non-existent divine right? magic mm-hmm. the gods have left basically they're just like you know I'm out you're on your own healing good luck mm-hmm. uh, it's of- like Australia on 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 steroids and acid at the same time because every everything wants to kill you. Oh, look at that pretty flower! Yeah, and and there's a lot of slavery and a lot of slavery, and that's you mm-hmm. know, yeah. In in uh, in our in that's going to be the right hardest. Now. That's going to yeah. be a hard thing to all of those things. Hard now, right. not the to me though. The 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 slavery is not portrayed. And never has been portrayed in Dark Sun as a good thing. Mm. It it is always looked at as something that you rally rail against. You know mm-hmm. the and you know it's one of those topics that it's one of those things that exist in it has existed in all cultures, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um. So and some some people say that. It, Sometimes makes for a good story or something, you know. I don't know. but uh, Well, all that to say that we're not going to get it. I don't think. That, at least not yeah. this year. Uh, yeah. 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 And if they do... It won't be the dragon, the dark sun that you remember. Mm. Right. It, 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 yeah. That's the worry. That right. is the worry. The I teeth and the claws will be taken out of it. I'd rather not see it at all than to yeah. have them... Change. Well, even just even just the idea of limiting player options, we've already seen from AL's perspective, is a really hard pill for mm-hmm. players to swallow, right? If you say, hey, you cannot play a cleric, and you cannot play a paladin, you cannot blah, 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 and you can't have a deity, and you can't, and these races are hunted to extinction, and these races are enslaved, and blah, blah, blah. Players are going to flip a lid, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, or at least a section of the player populace. So yeah, uh, but then you just need to find a DM that is willing to Been play a modified version of Dark Sun. Yeah, exactly. And there you yeah. go. And they because they did that in Fourth Edition. To me, yeah. they they took the teeth out of it in Fourth Edition because of all the all the different paths. You know, you had the Primal Path and and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and the Elemental Path, and the whatever so you actually had clerics and paladins and, and all these kinds of things in dark sun but they weren't clerics of gods they were clerics of the the primal way so they could you know so the healing was put back in they're just you just couldn't worship deities and stuff and it kind of made it to me 
that was a setting that should never have have been done for fourth edition because in in this respect you know having it, it was too inclusive you had to have everything available yeah. to you so you still had the healing and you still had the the pseudo divine magic and it just mm. took the teeth out of it and it wasn't as uh, it's like having Mad Max with plenty of gasoline on every corner and a and waterfalls around every turn. So right, yeah. Well, that that's a good lead in actually. Kind of our wishes for what Dark Sun could be is a good lead into the final part of this discussion, which is what do you want out of twenty twenty? If if you got your wish for anything and everything, what would you snag, John? I know you're getting your wish. With Dragonlance, but uh, shove that. Merry one to Christmas the side. to me. Yeah, shove that one to the <laughs> side. What 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 would be number two on your list then? Man, that's a tough one. I mean, that's pretty much that's all I've been waiting for for the last seven years, honestly. So, what else would I want? A a, a really good campaign for Dragonlance. That would be yeah. that, that would be not not, if, not just for Dragonlance even like a good start to finish campaign for 2021 whether it's Dragonlance Forgotten Realms because you're probably going to end up seeing something in September-ish yeah. which will be the new the new camp the new big campaign book or like the seasonal campaign book or module or whatever you want to call it right mm-hmm. that's like the aside from Dragonlance I want to see a really really good fun from start to finish not something that's been like if if they don't sell me one thing and give me something else. You know, we've already I've already complained about Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. <laughs> I've already complained about it, but and I don't want to you know beat a dead horse. But I, if they if they don't want if they see something as problematic, then don't don't go that down that that route. If you feel like you know if you have to take again to take the teeth out of something in order to make it PG or P, you know, palatable to the the masses, that's fine. Don't you know. Don't uh, I don't know. Don't pigeonhole yourself or don't corner yourself into it. Right? Go Gonzo. Go fun. Go silly if you want to. If you really want every single animal to be awakened and talk and do cartwheels and make do fart jokes, I don't care. Whatever. If it's good, if it makes <laughs> sense, if it's cohesive, um, and if it's a good campaign, that's the, that's the next thing. Because I'm gonna we're, we're playing out Rhyme of the Frost Maiden at my table. It's heavily, heavily, you know, modified, obviously, for Dragonlance, but um, I want to see something that I don't have to, I don't have to cannibalize and gut in order to make it work. That's what I'm hoping for. Interesting. I like, I like that. Um, Troy, what are you thinking? Uh, Hand me me that uh, horse beaten stick, John. (laughs) Here you go. It, it, uh, it has not been beat enough. Hmm. Uh, I mean, since the beginning of, of the hardback, the hardcover uh, adventures, um, I feel like uh, Horror of the Dragon Queen, Rise of Tiamat, uh, was was pretty good in, uh, you know, it kept you on the rails. There wasn't a lot of extra weird side things that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Other, you know, there were those things, but it was always propelling you forward. Um I feel like as as the years have went on, they're doing more like, and I think John referred to it as uh, adventure designed by committee. 
Mm-hmm. And it's it's more like, oh, I think this needs to be in. Okay, we'll put that in there. What does that make? You know, how does that mm-hmm. feed into the story? It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. And and to me, Rime of the Frost Maiden is the is the perfect example of that. There are things in that book. I mean, there's nothing in that book that I absolutely hate. But there is so much stuff in that book that makes no sense for the story. Hmm. If you if you present this to me, well, it doesn't make sense for this story, but it's really cool. I could use it for something else. Don't stop stop with this. Stop with all the just chucking things into a book just so that you can get from level 1 to 15. Hmm. Give me, because to me, Rime of the Frost Maiden should be about adventurers going either going to or already being in uh, Icewind Dale and going to figure out how to fix the the rhyme the the, the curse mm. how to end it how to bring ten towns back and you're good that doesn't I'm sorry that does not need to be a one to fifteen campaign I don't need campaigns anymore give me cool stories fatter modules maybe I don't know what you would call them <laughs> but what whatever because once this is over. What what do your characters do now? Oh, it's time to start a new campaign. Let's make new characters, and now mm-hmm. we're gonna go put the the giants back together again. Or, you know, well, what? you know, the, a lot of that that stems from we we blame the player base for that too, right? You know, when they do the surveys, they've asked people what levels are you playing, and a lot of them are between one and ten. So that's the only kind of that's what they pump out, right? right well, They're not pumping that 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 uh, that tier four. Level sixteen oh, I'm not, to twenty. Yeah, stuff I don't. I don't want to. I don't. Again, I don't need to see one to twenty. What I want to see is, hey, here's a cool story that's going to take you three or four levels to do. Mm. Yeah. Is it a low level one? It might take you from tier one into tier two. Great, mm-hmm. because now the adventurers, now your characters can go and travel somewhere else. They can hear the call of adventure down in Chult. Now they they've they've stopped the dragon, the cult of the dragon. Right. Yeah. And now some, you know, something's going on. Oh, people that have died and got brought back are now wasting well, away. Imagine, well, imagine if you could play through two or three ad- books a year. Ex- yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 Um, that's yeah. I'm I'm all about that. I I mean, that's what I did with Frost Maiden, right? Like that's the way that's my the, to me. The way you did Frost Maiden is perfect, and the downside to that is. Like John said, what they pitched was isolationist, paranoia, horror. Mm-hmm. What I bought from my game store is more akin to a Disney movie mm-hmm. because of all the talking animals, all the goofy little <laughs> snow spirits running around, uh a big killer white moose that is just, you know, whatever. All these weird disjointed things, but yet overhanging everything is, oh, here's this goddess of cold that's that's doing some bad stuff up here. But we're going to ignore that for a while. And we're going to go and mess with this over here. We're going to go mess with this over here. Oh, this might... Nope, that didn't lead to us there. You know, it's like all these weird things that... Why are you messing with it? 
go after the thing. Go fix it. Mm-hmm. Stop yeah. with mm-hmm. this other crap. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch us some positive things, right? That was positive. Uh, for my <laughs> that was totally positive. <laughs> Positively negative. That's positive. positive. I'm positive that I, that's what I want. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um so I have a couple of things that spring to mind. Um I think they've done no wrong with Eberron so far. This this edition. Um we have a really great campaign book, campaign setting. Mm-hmm. We have a really great um AL series thus far. The icing on the cake would be a really great uh, Eberron hardcover adventure book. Mm. And I would I would promote it being in the style of Tales from the Awning Portal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like six to eight Eberron adventures that all take place in the same time. And if you played all of them with different characters, you could get like different angles from the same story or whatever. Like the idea being that it, each one that you play um, widens your vision on all the others. Mm-hmm. Would be awesome. So, so that 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 would be something that I'd be really excited for, and I would one hundred percent run. The other thing that I think about is that we have these source books, non-adventures source books that talk about some higher beings in the mythos. Right? We've got Mordenkainen, Xanathar, Volo, Natasha. But we don't really meet those people very much in in the adventures. And Strahd, Strahd is one of the iconics. You know, Aserak is one of the iconics that we've gotten to meet. But I would like to maybe have an adventure where we actually feature Mordenkainen or somebody he, of that nature. Well, he doesn't feature, but he's in the Curse or of Strahd. pulling some well, strings. Yeah, I, I, granted, but I'm just saying like, like he's How the cool he's like be... he's like the centerpiece. I see what you're saying though. Centerpiece, yeah. not like this side thing that's yeah. optional. It, to be, right. and, and to be fair, if you want to be a purist, in order for us to have an adventure that really features more than Kynan, they're going to have to give us Greyhawk. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and mm-hmm. you know, maybe Tasha's the one, or maybe uh, did we get a Volo really at all? Well, he gave no? he gave the the people the the Troll Skull Manor. And that's ha- yeah, and that, yeah. There's a little bit. He did, there but I mean, it was like that wasn't cent- that wasn't a centerpiece thing. That was like no, a, no, no, not at all. Yeah, sidetrack. Yeah. I, I, there, I know that there's danger anytime you have a high level NPC who's not evil that the players interact with. But I think it kind of be cool to kind of up the brand identity, not just of the locations, but also of these memorable NPCs, like an Elminster um, type thing. Oh, yeah, to show up and do the pull a Gandalf, put you put the party together, send you on a quest yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, we just got all these rules for group patrons. Let's put them to use and make Morninkind in the patron of uh, an adventure for a mm-hmm. group of individuals. Like that would be awesome, um, because I think what we're in danger of is coming to the end of fifth edition, and ninety percent of the player base have heard the name Morninkind but couldn't tell you a single thing about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, um. That and that would be a bum deal, right? Because then in sixth edition, we're not going to get more in kind of at all because who gives a flip? Nobody cares about him anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
we'll get a bunch of it'll be acquisitions incorporated characters we'll get omen drawn and jim dark magic which is like and i love ai man i love ai but to your point like all of these classic characters that people are missing out on there's a reason why they were great and why people loved them as much as they did Mm. they're gonna miss them i gotta say like in my home game the the group patrons are ak inc right uh Mm -hmm. because ak inc was a thing that all the players were familiar with and they got excited with the idea of going to red large or going to Waterdeep and seeing those people right so that's who we gravitated to and it's it's great because there's a respect for those characters in the eyes of the players that you don't get with you know bob jones right <laughs> that runs the tavern or whoever right like yeah so I, I i would like to see those kind of slid back in but but far and above eberron uh, tales from eberron however you want to do it um, you, you could do amazing. it tales you could do it like tales from the yarning portal or you could do it like Candlekeep Mysteries. Candlekeep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, that that being said, I really want longer form because we have the AL stuff. If you want just the modular, like, one at a time, blah, 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 we got that. I, 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 wouldn't, I would happily take more, but I'm also really excited about, like, here's five sessions or here's eight sessions of a adventure. Right. But, well, and something that I've thought about before is that... Um, <sighs> I think it's one where they've kind of missed the mark or missed an opportunity with these campaign books. Everything has to be right after one thing after another, one thing after another. There's no pause. There's no break. It's like, what's wrong with saying, and then three months went by and nothing happened. You went about your lives. You went back to this, that, or the other. And then somebody showed up at your doorstep, wherever you were, wherever you were ended up, whatever tavern that you ended up purchasing and, and uh, being the proprietor or whatever, and they, they came back and said, hey, remember that favor that you owed us from the thing that happened before? We're calling in the favor, right? We're having to get the, we have to get the band back together, kind of thing, right? To where you can have those natural gaps, not only in, uh, and have like the downtime that characters never seem to have. Like none of my, my we don't do, we don't get downtime in any of the games that I've ever run. It's always just one thing after another, boom, 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 story beat, story beat, story beat, story beat. It would be nice in some of these campaigns where they have natural spans where you let the air, let it breathe a little bit. Other stuff happens on the back I, end. Yeah, I think it, that goes it back, to like, back up. Yeah, it goes back to like what I was saying. It's like Rhyme of the Frost Maiden only needs to take this many levels, mm-hmm. you know, just a few, because they're going, they're going to go fix it. They're going to come back. Months can go by, and whatever the new book that comes out is. I mean, you, if you give me a book, a hardback book, just like what they're putting out right now, but it's not going from levels 1 to 15, think of all the information that is packed in that thing. And, you know, it could it could be more like a, a Curse of Strahd where it, it's part Gazetteer for Barovia mm-hmm. and part Adventure. So you can, you know, you can give me double duty on these things and fill out more of the world but then i can incorporate okay they they've they've done the the good deed they've stopped the the rhyme and now in your home campaign you can dink around for the next two three mm-hmm. months of you know game game months and say oh yeah you know you you've you're resting on your laurels you, you they they 
treat you like heroes, but you kind of worn out your welcome because you're not doing anything else and you're taking all the free drinks and everything else. So now you got to go find something else to do. That actually makes me think of another thing that would be nice. One of the things that's great about Eberron is that Keith Baker has been able to write stuff for it and release it. And it's Mm -hmm. phenomenal. It's fantastic. Not only is it just good material, it's incredibly well put together, well designed, the art is good. Like there's, it's it's the it's the complete package. It's what you want. So there's a part of me that's like, I wonder what it would take. We're both sidebar Dragonlance because that's another thing altogether. But like for some of these other settings, where we have we have the the that old guard of uh, creative writers that are still out there that are still active and still writing things. If they were able to go back and say, look, it is. It's kind of like the the uh, the um, the Acquisitions Incorporated approach. Wizards of the Coast is going to act as a brain trust, may be available to make sure that everything gets printed and that it's, it, you know, their, their world-class standards are, are met, but you hand it off. Like, Ed Greenwood, go. Knock yourself out. Eastern Kingdoms, cool. Oh, if you could put, at least... Put, some, put, some, put yeah. something together and then, do, yeah, and then just, like, let them have it. Like, go do it. Write your own book. Bring it back to us. Instead of, you know, the, the horse by committee, the camel approach to this the crap where you get this wonky lopsided f- Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, you know, for 50 different people trying to put it together. You've got one person that has a really good vision of what, uh, and they have, they know because they were either the ones that created it or they were like, they were the one the, at the genesis of it. Yeah. And you can, you get that, then you get that old school vibe. Give them, give them an opportunity to go back and do it again. Like John Favreau. Like John Favreau. I love you, John Favreau. You're so good. <laughs> All came back around. All, All came back around. around. Well, I was actually I was gonna I was gonna take it there too because like between like Carl Weathers and uh, Nick Nolte and all these like actors that you haven't seen in so long, you're like, oh my god, they're still so freaking good, man. They're, they're like they're better than they like Carl Weathers is better than he's ever been in, in that role, man. And I and I'm and I'm like a diehard Rocky fan. So it's like I'm like these. There are so many creators out there. I know they're wanting to go towards you know the the young bloods, and that that's fine. You can still release stuff that gravitates more towards that. But uh, I'm not even saying doing it for the grognards. Doing it for the do it for the people that are you know the, the nostalgia junkies. Do like it, there's just do it for the young people that that haven't. Yeah, do it for had the young people to man. see that that history. Bring Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it's, it's part of the brand. Yeah, and, and like I said. The rhyme of the frost maiden. I think every piece of it is kind of is is pretty cool. It just it doesn't make sense when you try to put it together in, in a single, yeah, one to whatever you know, fifteen level adventure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Whew. Well, I feel like we've just about ran the gambit. Take that horse. Yeah, I think the that horse is right. almost done for <laughs> we need another adventure watsy so we can get off of frost maiden Amen. um uh so get on that i guess um, palate cleanser yeah. yep that's right you'll get one in may right that'll be the announce the announcement for the next adventure will be in may so. well they're gonna have to break tradition i think this year if they're gonna stick with with what they've promised and have yep. three classic settings come out because they've just announced the the candle key. well that's not a so, classic setting one of the things, though, is they said that there will be treatments on all three, on three. To me, 
thinking about it, that maybe indicates that we're not going to get three hardcovers, but some other treatment is a is a loose word that could mean many things. It might mean that you we get, get Greyhawk on the DMs Guild. There you go. And it, if if that's what we get, I mean, seeing some of the things, uh, well, that we've purchased for for certain projects. Mm-hmm. That have been so awesome. If you're going to give me a Greyhawk thing like that, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm good. With, I would like to see it in hardback. Or if nothing else, saying here's like the gazetteer for it. Here's an up. Like here's where we are. Right. All right. DMs Guild. You now have access to this campaign setting. You can start writing stuff for this now. Yeah. I'd be satisfied with that. With a lot of this stuff. Um, would I would love to see a hardcover for a lot of for a lot of things instead? Yes, but I take that. I take it. Mm-hmm. Give give it to the community. Let them let them come up with some awesome stuff. Compile it. Maybe maybe print it off uh, later on. But uh, yeah. so or what, what was the uh, Eberron before Eberron I, before the just, Eberron book came I, out? I was just it was a say PDF, that. right? Right. Yeah. Because, and that was a test. They wanted to see yep. what kind of a market reaction that would get. Yep. So if you're going to give me three treatments. Along the lines of the Wayfinder's Guide to Eberron PDF on DMs Guild mm-hmm. and see which one sells the best, which one you might want to put money, money behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm good with yep. that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Well, let's call it and let's pick up this, uh, some of this discussion next week and we'll talk about Arcadia and some other stuff. And, uh, keep the ball rolling in 2021 uh i would also encourage all of you out there by the time this goes live it probably will be up if not it'll be up very soon follow go to the winter fantasy website or follow winter fantasy on facebook keep an eye out and when the games go live come play games with us yes here here any of us are running so or uh, if, if not winter fantasy uh virtual D weekends mm-hmm. that are out there and whatever other online conventions pop up here and there that the bald man is called to. Exactly. And so, I'm not talking uh, about Zach. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, so go 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 follow uh, Bald Man Games and Winter Fantasy on Facebook, and while you're there, give us a like and, uh, and yell at us uh, on our page. That would be great. Um, I think that's it. I think uh, we're going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, thanks to John. Thanks to Troy for hanging out. And uh, we'll see you next Wednesday. See you later. Have a good game, everybody. Stay safe out there. All right, fellas. I think I'm going to work on it in the morning, though. I'm exhausted. (laughs) And the mead. The mead is kicking in hard right now. Yeah.